Welcome to part two of our SMMT test day special. Uh, you're here with UK Motor Talk. We're on the move at the moment. We've just finished our lunch. We're outside and we're taking a look around at the MG stand at the moment. So I think we're going to try and get the MG ZS EV on the road and see what that's about. That's a long route. We are in the MG ZS EV, which is, amongst other things, a mouthful, it has to be said. First thing I've noticed is that the key is quite nice to look at. It's got an MG logo on the back. I was just about to say, that's a really pretty key. It does, there's a nice key ring on it. Just, just, <laughs> just well, saying. Nice Stop stealing things from I'm not, MG. I'm not, MG have been so kind. And thank you, MG Motor, if you're listening to us, because they've given me some pens that say I love MG on them. They've given me MG water bottles and an MG umbrella. So I can only say nice things about this car now, so they say. Ah, yes. So Jim's in the, in the driving seat to begin. The steering uh, wheel doesn't adjust for, um, for reach. It only adjusts up and down. Uh, but otherwise, inside, I think this is really smart, considering the, the end of the market that we are with this car. Um, it is a, a bit of a... A bit of a bargain, generally well, speaking. Well, we've got some uh, some nice soft padded carbon fibre weaved fabric up there. Some nice brushed black, that's nice. A bit of piano black there, which will show sneezes and things. But we've got a curves button. What's that for? I, well, I like I the idea of that. Um, it has got tactile buttons for the the blower and such, which well, I, I think is a much better idea. Look at that. That's a, 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 not having just a touchscreen to to be able to adjust the controls. That's that's a good thing. Got a pan roof in this one, also very nice, and full digital display. This is, I would say, this is a nice place to sit. This is very nice. Shall we go for a little drive then? See what it's about. Ah, curves. So that's presumably my regenerative braking. Let's pop that up to three. Away we go. What does the battery do? Turns the battery on and off. You're going to need the battery, don't you? Okay, so we're wearing away. You can hear the motor, which is unusual. There's a little bit of a whine from the motor as we drive away. I'm, I'm really quite comfy. I'm also quite hot. Let's see if we can turn the, uh, the air conditioning on and down, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's becoming a, a warm day. It's very nice, isn't it? It is. So I'm going to... It's set to low. Fan speed's on three. This looks good. That's an indicator click and a half. That is a proper click. Listen to this. That, we well, can hear it. The door handles in here are sort of like a shadow chrome. I think they're made of plastic, but they look better than the Honda that we've just, just been in. I think they're, actually, they're, all the, the materials all feel pretty reasonable. Everything that's that's within your eye line is either trimmed in fake leather, fake carbon fibre leather. I'm not sure that's the thing. Um, leather. Leather. Plastic leather is pleather. It's leather. And the stuff that's a bit lower down is yeah a little bit scratchy perhaps, but otherwise not too bad. Not too bad at all. Okay, so we're heading off on the green route, whatever that might be. Is this the route out of town? I'm not quite sure, but it's got a green sticker in the so I'm following the green. Okay, so we are, we've taken the ZSEV out on the road. It's pacey! It's, uh, yeah, there's certainly uh, enough get up and go about it. I mean, uh, again, oh, we've got some blue flashy lights up ahead. The, um, better watch out for that cyclist. That cyclist had better watch out for him. The, uh, yeah, I think EV does give, uh, 
superior performance back to uh, to humdrum cars. I mean, this uh, this kind of thing in normal spec would be one to one litre petrol engine with about 100 brake horsepower and it wouldn't be a lot to write home about, would it? Whereas actually in this version, it's uh, it's fairly good. Well, I, I looked at buying one of these for uh, for Mrs G going back some time, um, and it was a 1.5 petrol, but it was absolutely um, absolutely trying to read down can you over level crossing turn right at t-junction jubilee cottages the performance was less than brisk um to the extent where it really was a no-go for us because of the performance this is the facelifted version of the evs it has a a different front end on now and is popular no grill uh, they've changed the charge flap location as well so that's now uh, at the front but to the side before it had a little was like a door that popped up and then over which made it a bit tricky to see the charging port but I think this is probably a sensible move although I would have preferred to have seen it still in the middle because I think it would have made uh, the most sense to be completely honest in terms of the way that it looks why is it so hot in here? I don't know, is the air con actually on? Oh, I don't know uh, no, it is now Oh, good. Well, over there we've got uh, we've got Stellantis. Should we go and drive a Rifter? No. Okay. It looks like an LF. It drives like an LF, but obviously it's electric. So drivers are very, very easy and happy to get in because it's very familiar to them. Okay, it's familiar territory. Indeed, and, it is. and there are just millions of these ones, tens of thousands of these on our roads. Indeed. You know, it's 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 one of the great workhorses this size of vehicle isn't it and drivers who are driving these as well they're already working in those urban areas in yeah. the towns and cities urban yeah. areas so they're very familiar with pedestrianization they're very familiar in having to be aware of people working walk, working around sure them. what so, what class of license is this um you go class two mainly right um with, with these and again it's drivers that work on these they're not long-haul drivers so it's a completely no. different mentality yeah. as well because it's an awful lot of stop, start, stop, start technology. Yeah. You know that they're used to the areas that they're in. They're very well. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're multi-drop very they're often. They're multi-drop yeah. indeed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so they get charged with your charge for battery and ready for them in the morning. They go off. They go into the city. You know, come back over the afternoon, evening. Yeah. Still charge. They charge up and off it go again. So, you know, it is designed for the market. And your colleague was telling me that. that Quite a few health authorities are already, and local authorities, Indeed. are already buying into these for pretty yes. obvious reasons, really. Yeah. Well, we're part and parcel of the BETS programme, obviously, which is battery electric truck yeah. trials. You know, working with the government for the NHS and various local authorities. So, it does what it says on the tin, so if you fancy trying. Yeah, let's go in. Let's go in. Have a go. The one thing with electric vehicles is it's very much like your laptop or your smartphone yep it needs time to fire up and it needs time to power oh you might be able to put that in better because i'm hanging upside down <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure trying, trying to do that at okay. a rather difficult yeah, angle so that's better so it takes about 20 30 seconds for it to talk to itself and, and, sure. and fire up. So we're going to get the warning now to tell us that we can start the electric drive line. Okay. So once it's finished with the audible, 
it's good practice foot on the foot brake yep okay and now just simply turn the key okay and then what's going to happen we'll see the state of charge we will move and that's it the truck is now started so you can let go right okay and that's it the truck is working don't worry about that it's yeah. self-isolated and um from the main battery so okay sitting comfortable yeah yeah okay. fine okay so what we have here blue is charge being used so blue is for going yep green is for slowing We've got our battery state of charge here, yep. which is obviously the fuel, fuel gauge, so to speak, exactly where a driver so. would see. And we've got the, the speedo where we've got the miles on the outside. So the look is exactly what a driver of a, a conventional diesel LF would be familiar with. So sure. everything is exactly and the, the same. The range is that bottom right figure? Is that? No, here's this. This here is just a trip. Oh, right, this is okay. our trip here. Range on here is uh, that's probably about two twenty. Right. Okay. But for okay, round city driving, absolutely plenty. Absolutely more than enough. <laughs> you get into any truck, you expect some sensation. Indeed, you do. Okay. So and I'm actually rolling it. backwards slightly. There you go. We've got the hill start aid on here. Which, uh, which, which way would you needed. like me so to go? So we'll go right. Okay. So just. Remember you've got a little bit extra hand behind you, so... Not to take the tail off the Ivaco. So, yeah. so keep over to the left and then like we're going down. And it's just like a Dodge and Car or the old scale electrics. The more you press, the faster you'll go. Okay. Pretty much everything in here, isn't there? All, all, everything's set out within easy reach. It is. So that's a, a very, very comfortable 40 miles an hour. Nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice, nice armchair, and easy. Armchair driving, as yeah. we call it. Well, it's it's got to be. It's a workplace. Yes. So it, you know, it's got to be a comfortable workplace, and yeah. frankly, if you want spacious, it's airy. If it's you want productivity, it's got to be comfortable. Indeed. Oh well, yes. Need to just move over and turn. Do you want to go a bit left, left just to avoid yeah, this? Just yeah. Keeping off of the. Um, the tyre slicer, as we say. Yeah, there's no no lane okay. sensor on this, though. Or um, is... Yes, we have a lane departure warning on here. Okay. Kicking at 37 miles and above. Got you. That's and that's sensible. Uh, that's what we have here. It's camera technology. Yep. Okay. The lines. Um, get an audible. If we're wandering left, get the audible coming from the left. Right, we get it from the right. Okay. So the right hand side, we're good to go. Okay, good stuff. It's a very easy drive, isn't it, Jesse? I've always, you know, liked, not that I've had that many opportunities, but I've always liked driving bigger vehicles. You know, just the, your view of the road is uh, so much better. Yes. Yeah. And so to another part of the Stellantis Empire. This is the Vauxhall Grandland. I have to be honest, I don't think I've ever particularly fancied the idea of driving one of these before and uh, I guess that is what days like this are about from the outside it looks like every other SUV out there let's be honest they're not known for being different and uh, from the inside well I guess it looks like a Vauxhall not quite so bling as several other bits, but as with most manufacturers now, you get a fair amount of shiny piano-y plastic. And the sat-nav, which on a private track like this gets uh, a little bit confused by what you're trying to achieve. And something for the first time today, wait for it, wait for it, a manual gearbox.
I know that the old gentlemen in the team often mention how wonderful their auto boxes are, but uh, those of us who still like to have some kind of control over what's going on, even if it is in a Vauxhall Grand Land, uh, don't mind changing our own gears once in a while just to feel part of the experience. Anyway, I am taking this on the hill course, the Alpine route, or however many other names we wish to give it. I note that there is a Porsche in my mirrors, so I'm going to guess that they're going to love following me. I mean, as for a first impression, I note from the bit of paper it says it's a 1.2 turbo engine. Well, it certainly sounds a little bit unrefined, I think, would be a little bit cruel. But at the end of the day, it comes down to how it sounds. And I suspect I'm getting a fair bit of road noise alongside the revving of the engine, which perhaps isn't being very flattering to it. And every bump I can hear quite distinctly. Again, like most cars, screwed together reasonably well by the sound of it. There's no rattles, there's no nastiness. I mean, that slightly louder suspension noise that I'm getting, well, that's possibly inevitable in a slightly cheaper car. You've not got quite the sound deadening that you might have in some of the luxury end models. But as I say, if you're only paying, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 grand, whatever this one is, you're not going to get the same refinement of uh, the more expensive ones, are you? And now a massive traffic jam. Just a few stats to prove a point. It's a 1.2 litre engine, six-speed manual petrol. Which sounds a bit more like a diesel, but we won't dwell on that. And then 130 PS, it says. So, not outrageous, not too bad in this day and age, I guess, but uh, I'm presuming a reasonably heavy car. Anything that's got the hybrid system, you've always got that little bit of extra for the battery, haven't you? This gearbox is a bit unusual keep on I mean staying in third the whole time is probably the answer for this route oddly enough but uh, a bit hard to get it back into second perhaps it's a little bit further over than perhaps I feel it should be so I don't uh, immediately note where it is quick photo for the photographer there right second gear corner there we go now i know where it is much more easy but it seems to uh, stick to the road reasonably well i mean voxels aren't going to be known for their great handling in the same way that perhaps peugeot have done in the past but uh, whether this uh, all part of the stellantis group thing means that they will become uh, 
much better because they're using everyone's good ideas or whether somewhere along the line some of the bad ones might slip through to the other brands too, who knows. Ah, right, so now I've seen the price, £31,500, which, again, you know, in this day and age isn't too bad. I would have thought that it's in that kind of range, isn't it? But uh, I guess it gets you thinking, what else can you get for your £31,000 instead? Well, in this kind of an SUV-shaped vehicle, with this kind of spec... I would imagine you have, your choice is a little bit too wide and varied to uh, make the decision easy. So, Volvo XC40. Well, given that our focus has been very much on EVs today, Volvo, of course, firmly nailed their colours to the mast, that they will stop producing anything other than EVs very very soon way before the UK government's required date uh, I mean, to be fair we keep on saying about this UK government date it is only the UK government they do have to consider the rest of the world a bit more often don't they but anyway so yes this is an electric Volvo it tackled that hill without any trouble and I have no doubt it will tackle this next hill with no trouble because this is almost ideal I would have said for electric cars going up and down hills it's just about perfect and there certainly is a lot of punch uh, that it can provide you know it's it's this this is what uh, one of the great features really of uh, the battery power you know the the, the, the torque and the, the power is instant you know you just uh, tap it with your right foot and away you go um, Interestingly, it's, maybe it's just me, but this, if you push and accelerate too hard, it does seem to load the steering up quite a lot. It probably does exactly that, stiffening it up for you. Not something I'm terribly comfortable with. Well, with your imaginative driving uh, thing with two hands on one side of the steering wheel, it's, <laughs> it's probably uh, a little bit odd for it. <laughs> But, what is essentially a family car, I mean, it's got a lot of performance and has been rolling quite happily through the Alpine course uh, in a way that you wouldn't normally do in a family car. It's always interesting on that uh, straight bit, which in the good old days used to be putting your foot down and you could really hear the engine in these uh, yeah. slightly more exotic vehicles and it was you know, a quite exciting moment. Now it just goes, yeah, exactly. a, a little diff bit, different pitch. <laughs> and, and I suspect that the, uh, the, uh, with the EVs now, the wine is greater on the inside than it is on the outside. So yes, uh, back to our normal game of guess the price. We don't know the price of this one. We haven't got the bit of paper to tell us. But uh, Volvo, I'm, you know, I would be guessing you're in the 40s at least, aren't you? Oh, I think so. I'd be very surprised if not. I mean, it's got all the features you would expect of a sort of mid-price, mid-range car. Uh, I have to say, I like it. I just don't like the... Um smell of it a great deal but then it's you know most most manufacturers now seem to conquer that that new smell problem um, 
which isn't terribly good for you. Well, no, I mean, it's, 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 it's the plastics, isn't it? It's but, plastics, uh, it's all those chemicals exuding out of the plastics. But I suspect that that's something that uh, will go away if you drive it for a little bit, and you get used to it apart oh, from anything sure. else, don't you? Yeah, Just yeah. As, you, as your head gets high on it, it's, uh, it's probably about right. But, I mean, it, it might even be nudging into the 50s. I was forgetting, of course, that it's just the pure electric. As that normally adds a few P on it at the end, doesn't it? it certainly does. Um, I, I did like the, um, although I barely used it, the, the Flick Flick uh, gear control. It reminds me of um, the sort of gear changes that we had a few years ago, and delightful for that. Well... Yes, it's the only, you were only putting it into drive. It wasn't uh, as if you were uh, sort of changing gears on a rally stage. But yes, I see what you mean. It's uh, a reassuring uh, feature, no doubt. So there we are. We we guessed. Andrew guessed quite rightly. It is forty-five. I've no doubt there's some extras on top of that, but forty-five grand it is. XC forty, all electric, and I think we rather liked it, even though we went off the idea of reversing it into that gap. <laughs> yes, the XC40 Recharge. 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 Right. It's just reminding you that you might want to put some electricity into it. Yeah. Not like the X40 Refund or the V70 Refund that I've got. <laughs> Do you want to drive a Corsa? No. bit of a change of scene now for us we've just popped over to Audi and I'm sat in the back of an S8 which Jim is driving I'm being driven around it's like the transporter this is rather fantastic just driven past uh, Graham and Andrew um, this is lovely a very very nice thing so on each of the doors at the back it's got heated armrests I don't know if you just heard that say that again it's got heated armrests. <laughs> that Never is. Again, will you have a cold elbow if you drive one of these? This is so beautifully made. Right, just to set the scene. So I'm sat in Napa leather. The headlining. Ooh, Napa leather, Napa leather, Napa leather <laughs> style. Ooh. The headlining is sort of a, a suede leather as well. Inside the door inserts are carbon fibre. Everywhere else, it's a satin chrome. The rear doors have sun blinds, as well as the, the windows, which are really thick. I think double glazed, actually. It's just so unbelievably comfortable in here. I've put down the centre armrest, where the rear seat remotes are, because I can adjust my rear seats. I can do <laughs> move a squab in and out. I can move the back up and down. There's a, a screen in front of me and the one in front of the, the other passenger on the opposite side there. Um, Oh, makes a good noise as well, actually. So this is the S8. Um, it looks like the back might have memory seats. Oh, hello. What's this? I'm just pressing a button. Oh, wow. You can recline the back seats. You can sleep. Oh, this is just absolute luxury. We're not wafting along as such at the moment, possibly because we're in dynamic mode, and that sets the suspension to a, a stiffer setting. But this is this is sublime. What's it like up front, Jim? I uh, I feel quite nice driving this. I'm uh, I'm glad I wore a shirt today. I feel a bit out of place wearing a hoodie driving this. <laughs> Makes a good noise. 
And of course, as you would with a car like this, we're taking it on the twisty Alpine route. Um, because why not? Okay, so apparently we're going over the bumps, but you can feel a little bit of it. Not a lot, let's be honest. Even the steering wheel, the centre of the steering wheel is stitched leather. The noise is very good. Oh, wow. So, the armrest which is down, which has the controls on. I have controls over the rear lights. So I can choose the colours in the door trims. The brightness, individual settings. I can adjust the blinds if I decide that I don't want to move my arm from the central armrest over to the door and press a button. And the seats too. My goodness, this thing's quick. We've just got up a hill incredibly quickly. I couldn't even see what it was we overtook. What was it? <laughs> I have to say, the chauffeur has decided that uh, he's going to drive like a madman today. It is like being in the transporter. Ugh. Although I'm pleased I'm not in the boot. And I'm in the back seat. Oh, I hope that you can... <laughs> this is a Luxo barge. But my goodness, is it a quick one. I don't know if you managed to catch that from the front, but Jim was saying that despite the fact it is a barge and it is so quick, it grips, it just holds on to all the corners. It's a big thing, though. It's absolutely huge. Yeah, you are quite aware it's a big thing. What do you reckon it must be, what, six metres, maybe? It is big. Brakes are strong. Strong over crest. No problems with power at all here. I have to say, I would like to adjust my rear climate slightly. <laughs> and uh, I'm struggling to, to move forward to be able to uh, to do that. That's the sign of an adequate amount of torque when you can't reach forward. Chassis-wise and everything, it's exactly like the, the diesel version. It's just that the, the batteries sit here where you'd have an exhaust and a diesel tank and, right. uh, and all the rest. But for, for a driver, the cab's totally familiar because it's exactly the, the same cab. Yeah. And, and even 99% of the switch is exactly the same. Identical. As, yeah. uh, as a driver would, would know. So this is this is a class two license. Yes, class two uh, license. 16, 16 tonne, did you call it? 16 tonne, but because it's electric, we get the 700 kilo leeway. So it's actually, we can right. go 16.7. Okay. Um, because we get that compensation for electric. So by the time you've took your fuel tank and your exhaust and everything off, yeah. you are probably down by a ton against a payload against a, a diesel version. Right. Okay. Okay, well, so, let's, yeah, so let's, wanna, let's wanna climb in and have a look. So let's say this is exactly what uh, a, a driver would see in a, in a diesel version. And presumably any other dials have been sort of repurposed. Yes, yeah. So yeah, where, where you would have a, a rev counter, we've got that gauge that tells us whether we're using power or whether we're actually um, right. re regenerating power. 
Now the regeneration is off the braking system, yeah? Off the braking, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, turn turn the key, first stage, you'll get a bank of lights, the dash will, dash will light up. When they go out, turn the key as if you're gonna start and, and then let it go. Okay, foot on brake, presumably. There we go, yeah. Turn it, let it go. You'll get a truck flashing green, then the gauges will come live. All right. we're, we're all good. So um, we're gonna have to reverse up just, right, that's just okay. a little bit. So foot on the brake, push R, handbrake off, pull that out and then let it go. That's it. And on the, on the throttle, on there. Usually quite comfortable reversing on the mirrors. Less so here when oh. the experts are watching. <laughs> yeah, you've got an audience. That's fine, that'll do us, we'll get around him. So brake, put it in D, and away we go. Alright, let's... Uh... vehicle turning left. I hadn't realised that that was so clear in the cab. Yeah. Yep, okay, with that. So have you have you done the, the, the lap before or is this your uh, first Well, I, no, I've been out twice and oh, right, the, okay, the, the so lap know. was different both times. <laughs> so, right. You tell me what you straight, want me to do. Straight up, round the loop and back down again and then we'll go, when we come back we'll go over the hill. That's so interesting. Two speed, two speed auto. I've just driven the DAF, there's a little bit more sort of almost like a turbine noise. Right, yeah. You know, it's a slightly different noise in the cab. Yeah, yeah. Well, you usually I think it's like, like an underground train when it, when it yeah. Off. Is that For most of these things these days, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, it's very car-like. Mm. Everything's well, to hand. Even, even, even the big trucks. Yeah. Was very car-like. Uh, the whole environment yeah. is, yeah. It, you know, it's a nice environment of driving. These electric things. You soon get used to the the lack of engine noise, and you know, you, it, it's smooth and they're quiet. And, you know, they're they're a comfortable place to be. Yeah, it, it's 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 a it's a job of work and it's a workplace, and uh, you want it to be comfortable and usable. That's the way to retain people if you provide them with a decent so workspace. Yeah, we'll just follow it around the loop and then and then back down the straight. Am I slightly too fast? Is that 45? No, can't be right. too. Can't be 40. Oh, I'm looking uh, at uh, the, the <laughs> there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good ride. I like the seat on this. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like this is moving very comfortably with me. I've been involved with trucks 40 years now, and uh, um, sort of getting towards the end of, end of my, my career, really. And I've, you know, I've caught on to electric right at the end there, and it's great. It's a, it's yeah. a new thing. It's a, you know, it's a it's new technology. It's a buzz to get involved with it all, and uh, no, it's great. Okay, so out and about in the fourth of the Stellantis offerings for me today. Not just because they're all next to each other, but uh, you know, there's quite a range within their stable, really. This time, having done a Jeep off-road, a Peugeot Estate on the Fast Bowl, the Vauxhall Grandland SUV thing on the hill route, now, 
I'm in a Fiat 500. Uh, the roof is down, so if there's any wind noise, my apologies. But uh, yes, the uh, Fiat 500 on the city course. And as with last year when I drove a Fiat 500, this is all electric one. It's, uh, I guess that's what they do, as we discussed a few weeks ago. This particular one is a thoroughly unoutrageous 34 grand. But uh, I believe it's probably fairly near the top of the range with toys, etc. And as I say, the roof down, there's a whole, whole roof, but not the whole roof, if you know what I mean. I'm sure there's a word for that that's not springing to mind immediately. Uh, and yeah, last year I thoroughly enjoyed the 500 electric. This year it doesn't appear to be any different. I think that uh, this certainly seems to do the job. The only minor niggle, from my perspective, is that, so I'm concentrating around these corners, uh, my only minor niggle, uh, the seat doesn't go back quite far enough for my right leg, which uh, is the only one I'm using, obviously, because the left leg just gets in the way in the footwell here. Um, yeah, the right leg doesn't quite go straight enough for me to be entirely comfortable. Now, I'll be honest, it's not the first car that I've had that issue in. Uh, and possibly in a small car like this, it's not entirely surprising. But uh, no, this is, this is very easy to drive. Once you find what all the buttons do, I mean, you don't just get in, turn a key and start a car anymore, as we know. This particular one, You've got your start engine on and off. You've got buttons for drive, park and reverse. I'm not sure how doing a three-point turn, which I'll try and do now, whether that's a simple operation or whether it's uh, having to wait for various bits of logic to get themselves sorted. But okay, I'll just stop here in the photo area. I shall not put my foot on the brake until it seems to slow very much, obviously, regenerative braking into reverse. I was beeping at something then, but I don't know what it would have been. And then around that corner, watch a Peugeot van thing fly past. Uh, and yeah, it seems to sort of go in and out without any fault. That's good. There's obviously a fast computer behind it. They've found the chips from somewhere. Uh, and off it goes. So now, there's not a huge amount of roll on these corners either, which uh, surprises me. So now, having tried it at relatively slow speed, let's try it at a slightly quicker speed on the hill course to see if it's not just a city car, but also uh, one that you could drive across Europe in, as Graham was saying earlier, that. Uh, you know, is it the kind of car that? Well, yes, I don't really see why you can't. You'd, being an electric one, you would have to stop a few times. And uh, currently it says 73% and 103 miles range. Well, if that puts it back up to 130, well, that's not a huge range in this day and age. But again, for a city car, if you're doing 10, 20 miles a day, and you're only charged up every second day, I mean, that's certainly not straining the system. And if uh, 
as is most likely uh, if you're buying one of these it's just going to sit on your drive quite a lot of the time it might as well be charging itself mine all right again i don't know how much of the wind noise uh, you're getting now but uh, now we're doing 45 and uh, my hair is getting suitably uh, blown well that might be sold as a feature for if you're running late in the morning I mean, one thing that uh, I don't think you ever get used to really is the acceleration in electric cars. I mean, even in the smallest, cheapest, least racy cars, you're getting uh, whatever acceleration you want really. It's only the computer slowing it down at the end of the day really, isn't it? So in a car like this, in city traffic, and you want to uh, nip into a gap and let's face it, it doesn't have to be a very big gap if it's a Fiat 500 it may well do the job Oh, seatbelts again Oh, my seatbelts have been tight there mm -hmm. What an intro Well, here we are in a, another Audi the e-tron GT First impressions more carbon fibre more nice leather some piano black I mean, it's uh, you, you can tell it's designed by the uh, the same people as uh, as the previous car, but just uh, just a slight different philosophy. I quite like it in here. I think this is nice. Yeah, I mean, we've definitely been spoilt driving the the S8. So if I'm honest, it doesn't feel quite so luxurious. I think it's probably fair to say. But this is a car that has a lot more sporting intent, of course. So if you're interested in your uh, Porsche Taycan, you'd be interested in this. I think there's some lovely details, so, like the way that the doors shut around the the air vents as you get in. Um, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. It's it's much more low slung. Um, a nice thing, isn't it? Very nicely made. It is. I've got many buttons to adjust the seat, though, and it's trying to work out what they all do. Oh, oh, many different lumbar supports. This has separate buttons for the climate control, and that is a good thing. So yeah, I do, I, I do quite like that. I initially just like the. Uh, the buttons to do things with here. I do agree. Oh, another solid click from the Audi. That is a, that is a loud indicator click. Wow. I'm pleased that What, uh, what drive mode this. are you in? Comfort? Do you want to stay in comfort? No, I don't. I want to be in, um, uh, yes. Dynamic, Dynamic, please. Dynamic, right. Do we have heated armrests? There's a question. I don't think so. But a heated steering wheel, which isn't on, thankfully. Good grief! That's got some God. instant torque, hasn't it? <laughs> this thing is fast. Man, is this thing fast. Well, the uh, the chaps at Audi were very kind enough to say, oh no, that one's uh, not quite fully charged. Hang on, let's throw it away and bring you another one with a full battery. Which was very nice of them. Sounds a bit wasteful. It does, really. Throw away the entire car, but uh, yeah. Here we go. That, that pretty much hurt my back. Was not expecting it to pick up the way that it did. No overtaking. The temptation is real. Not on this bit. When we get to the uphill bit, I think we should uh, blitz past a few things. The cars are real. The decision is final. This is Judge Aldi. Steering in this, much faster. I mean, obviously, we've just come out of a limo. This 
is very direct. Steering is brilliant actually for an electrically operated system. I never quite got on with the one in my S3, but this, you can hear when you're braking. You can hear lifting off the, the regen and you can hear it doing its thing. Are you gonna, please tell me I'm not gonna be stuck behind a Citroen C4. Oh God, this is disappointing. Come on. Sunshine. Bloody hell's bells. I would be tempted to overtake and outbreak him into the corner, but I think it's probably not <laughs> a good idea. This thing is is fast. It's the kind of car you go to overtake one. And then you've accidentally overtaken the entire town. You have. I think you could probably overtake six or seven cars. Fair play to the Citroen now, guys. Oh, I was going to say, the, uh, the Citroen's pressing on now. He's, uh, he's keen. He is keen. On the, uh, on the exit of that corner, aim for the roadside. Because <laughs> you can see that on the way in. Good grief, is this thing fast? Traction control kicking in there. We've overtaken the Citroen. There's a lovely MG We're now following the, uh, the electric MG, and uh, that looks quite pretty on the road, doesn't it? Is that, I'm quite glad to be stuck behind this now. You actually don't mind that too much, do you? Yes. Can we overtake here? Maybe not. Doesn't feel safe somehow, does it? Uh, no, because I think we're going to hit that tricky left hand in there. Oh, yes. At the moment, I'm using 15% of the car's potential to keep up with the MG that's in front, just to give you an idea. Ooh. You get the feeling that if you wanted to, you could overtake anything in this with absolute confidence. You also get the feeling that if you went into a corner a bit too keen, you'd probably get a bit drifty on the way out. I dare say you would. It certainly feels like it's got enough torque to uh, break traction at any speed, really. It does. I mean, the traction control limited the pace that I had. I mean, we are doing a, a sprightly 35 miles an hour now. I'm kind of upset to be handing the wheel over to Jim. <laughs> Jim's turn, I've handed over the keys begrudgingly. Yeah, the uh, main display or the display for the driver is just slightly tilted towards the passenger, or it seems like it is. That is a little <coughs> bit weird. I think you're right. I have noticed that although it has manual buttons for the climate control, which is great, it doesn't have a dial for the volume. You have to swipe your finger around in a circle on a little touchpad. And that's just an irritation really, I think. If you're driving, you don't really need that. Oh, seatbelts seat are gripping us. Yes. So seatbelts just motor themselves in. Bit of storage in the cubby hole. Otherwise, there's no question this is a GT sports car to my mind feels a lot lighter and a lot more agile than some of the other stuff that we've driven today. Certainly more than you'd, you'd think it is because obviously there's a bit of weight involved. It does go to show the power of the electric motors. This thing is quick. Initial thoughts, Jim? Uh, not much in the way of regenerative braking, unless I'm doing something wrong. Does it do less in dynamic, maybe? Sure. Our uh, Unimog coming in the opposite direction. That's cool. Good grief! 
You put your foot down and the car jolts. It just goes, doesn't it? It just picks up. It's borderline painful, is what that is. No, not at all. It is. You put your foot down and it just kicks you so far back in the seat if you're not expecting it. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's always, uh, always different from the driver, isn't it? But... It's the kind of thing that if someone was sat there on their phone, you would do it just to watch the phone yeah, launch into just, the back. Just... Power's very good on turning. Wee, just starting to go a bit wide. Slow section. Through the tight apex. Back onto the route. Now we'll test up the hill. Oh, oh God! Power, right, there's no question. Going up the hill, this thing's pulling G. Oh, yes. You, can, you can feel it. Proper G in acceleration. Right, now I know you might all be used to this being uh, just a, a cut-and-thrust motoring podcast and only getting to the point of motoring with uh, with no tangents or deviations whatsoever, but I do want to go off on a slight tangent here uh, that, that we have just had, I, I think that was the best ice cream I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I mean, as a seasoned diabetic, I, I have to agree. <laughs> um, it, it was incredible. I went for fruit and a, a little bit of ice cream with some sauce. Um, you had, well, it wasn't just sauce, it was coolie, wasn't it? it you was. had on top of it. Just pure sugar. It was absolutely delicious. It tasted like a, a double whipped cream ice cream. And I had, uh, yeah, I had ice cream and, and waffles with marshmallows and a blowtorch came out and they were melting and there were crunchy bits and hot chocolate sauce on it. I mean, just, just to, to give a shout out to this guy, we're, we're in no way sponsored by this at all, um, but it was just laid on by Alpine as if we hadn't had enough fun in the A110. Uh, the ice cream stand there, Ice Cream Joe. Uh, look him up. He's uh, he's on Facebook, Ice Cream Joe. Uh, look him up on Instagram as well, Ice Cream Dot Joe. That's J O E. Uh, just absolutely epic. It's if if you see this guy out and about, just go and buy one of his ice creams. You will not be disappointed. Slight tangent, but that's not unusual for us. Anyway, now we've had that ice cream. Do you want another passenger ride in the S8? No, I don't think I can stomach that. Okay, what about driving a Fiat 500? Yes, that is, I want to drive a 500e. Should we go and do that? Y- yes, let's, let's do that. Let's do that. Oh, Daniel's waving at me. What? Well, I found something in Stellantis range I want to drive. You've driven it? Great. Do we want to drive anything from Stellantis today, then? <sighs> this is a Hyundai... Ionic 5. This is the one that everybody's been talking about and raving about as being the prospective future market leader in EVs, certainly of its size. It's physically actually quite a big car, isn't it? Junky. Earlier we were yeah. talking about bumping elbows on well, things. To, to be fair, I mean, the, the, the centre, I mean, armrests annoy me at the best of times, as you may well have worked out by now. Inside, I mean, probably if you measured from door to door, it's not massively wide, but it's wide enough to be comfortable for uh, for the two of us. And there's this great big gap in the middle that uh, I mean, you could fall into, never mind anything else. Well, yeah, I'm surprised there's not a, some sort of lockable box in there, to be honest. But um, well, perhaps but, it was lockable when it arrived this morning. Yeah, it might well be. Somebody's uh, acquired it. 
headlines. Now, headlines uh, we asked headlines. about cost, and that seemed to be high 48, 49, uh, something of that sort of order. In terms of comparing it with the Volvo, this, it sort of looks and feels technically rather more advanced. I, I would say that this one is certainly uh, more unconventional. And yes. I suspect that that is very clearly what Hyundai have set out to do, isn't it? Yes, I think you're uh, you're quite right. They've they've gone for. Ah, oh, you. Want to do the city course? All oh, right. Okay. First, anyway. Okay. Uh, they've certainly gone for um, for it looking and feeling rather different. So we're going on to the city course. Um, I mean, this is quite powerful. It's a twin motor, all-wheel drive. And the list, we actually have found a spec sheet for this one. Um, the list of um, standard features, albeit that this is towards the top of the range, I think. Um, the list of standard features is pretty uh, pretty extensive. Um, do we like the dashboard? It's slightly unusual. Uh, it reminds me of those um, stereos, using an old word for, for a start, uh, that are trying to look a little bit smart, if you see what I mean. I've got, I've got one big speakery thing at this end, yep. so it's a mono because there's not a big one at the other end. Uh, it's, 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 it's a matte finish, I think, it's, it's a very, might help reflection. It's very wide, instead of yeah. a sort of distinct screen, as most of them still seem to have, it is it is been designed as a as a complete entity with everything in it but with two screens rather than one big one yeah yeah quite so with the, the different functions separated so you've still got uh, the uh, sort of TV screen the monitor screen um, but it's 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 different it might be a touch screen who knows uh, yeah well <laughs> it's Telling us our range with what's left is what 145 miles by the looks of it. That's what it says. But uh, and that's 63%. So calculating back up, I would suggest that's a little over 200 miles. Paddle shift, regenerative braking. So that would certainly help. Uh, max power 305. Yes, I mean I didn't drive that Volvo just now, but just you know putting your foot down a little bit. This more. is somewhat more rapid. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I do. All right. It probably feels it from the passenger seat. Yeah. Let's try the hill course and uh, see how yeah, good well, our night is. Let's see. We like it and the feel of it and the look of it. Let's see what it handles like. I like the jolly seats. I think it's quite comfortable. Let's see how grippy it is. I have to say, it really is trying to uh, wrestle the steering from me. So again, the. Is this the lane control, or...? I think I might have got control back on it. There's a button on the steering wheel, which appears to be a lane and a steering wheel, so I'm guessing that that is the steering wheel lane thing. Seems to be a bit better. It's, and obviously, as we've said many times on this course, you're not sticking to the just the left-hand side of the road as you would if it was a normal road. Yeah nice thing about regenerative braking I didn't brake at all for that corner and normally that would be one of my first thoughts when entering this course is you know we're almost when to brake for that corner yeah and taking it as a relatively 
easy drive in the outdoors. It's uh, yeah, you can you can do it with one pedal, I reckon, if you were so inclined this course, and you were giving up enough. It's not it's not a racing technique, I'll agree. But uh, oh hello, it switched its uh, steering wheel thing back on. Yeah. So far we've lost 5% on the battery and so with some you know fairly spirited driving that gully there is just the wrong place. Yeah, now you can feel it sort of <laughs> yeah, it's wallowing <laughs> at the back end going a little bit there. Yep. And that's again not that spirited on this bit really but again obviously this this course is designed for it's a finding out these instabilities, yeah. Yeah. And again electric cars these hills Whereas in some um, automatic cars that we've driven on here over the years, it's always in the wrong gear, isn't it? And I, I've many, many times I said it is always in the wrong gear. But this one gear to choose from is in the right one, isn't it? Every time. <laughs> and again, I've not touched the brake in about half an hour. I might do here. <laughs> I have an idea here. Right, and for that magic moment of acceleration. See what this will do. Yeah, indeed. If there wasn't a uh, course car, <laughs> effectively, give it a little bit of space. Yeah. Starting behind you, I think. There is. There's a little bit. Yeah. Wee! It's quite yeah. space age, the that's wine, that, isn't that's it? That's the Chief Marshal, so we've better be nice to them. Right, well, yeah. I mean, one of the comments that we made some time ago, I mean, Mike keeps on repeating it in the podcast, so you've all heard it before, is that the interior of this disappointed him, or us, when we saw it at uh, the motor show last year. And I'm, to be honest, from this, I don't think it's as disappointing, certainly, as uh, perhaps maybe we saw a pre-production model or something, I don't know, but uh, this, yeah. this wouldn't disappoint me. I mean, it's uh, no, a, a little bit high-tech. I mean, perhaps a little bit of plastic on there, but... I think if I'd paid the money for this, um, given the sort of technology package that you've got, um, I wouldn't be unhappy with the interior. I mean, it, as you say, masses of space. I mean, you've got room for a, you know, dog to be sitting between you and your passenger on the floor here. I mean, it's uh... oh, that's probably illegal, but um... <laughs> oh, but is it? <laughs> well, really? I don't know. Reverse. Well, all in all, we're quite impressed. This is the one that you can also drive backwards and forwards on the key to park it. Well, I think you have to get out to do that first. I think yes. you, do. you do have to do that. And, and who's to say we might not try that? Give us two seconds. Yes, let's give it leave, a go. Leave it recording. <laughs> so very simply, just on the key, all you need to do is hold that one down. So if you want to do that yourself, right. all you do is just stand by the car. Oh, a bit closer, a bit closer, a yeah, bit closer. To the front of the car. Okay. So hold the mic, keep the button held down. All right, and do no, the... No. no, let go of the button, and then just press backwards. Keep it held down. It might not be close enough, so bear with me. Lock. Ah, so it, it's, you, it, you it has to be... Here. So it has to be locked. Unlock. Unlock. Press the hold Press button. the hold. Let go, and then press that one. Oh. Keep it held down. Keep yeah, held so down. I did wonder whether me leaving it... Walk with it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Supervise it, yeah. There we go. I see. Okay, as I say, a very useful tool, not a novelty at all. <laughs> Thanks.
while we're wandering back through all the cars after what has been a brilliant but long day. Yeah, certainly a, a long day, an early start, but it's, it's just been a wonderful day. I think everybody, first of all, everybody seemed in a really good mood and just generally getting on with things and getting on with each other. But the... Uh, I've, just, I've, I've got to interrupt. I've, uh, what? I've just seen an IX in... What must it, it is horrendous. It can, can only be described as maroon and gold and black. And it is... Oh, my God, is it ugly. Well, I'm going to take a photo of this. Hang on, I'm casting you back. That's that's definitely not designed for the UK market, is it? That's that's designed for uh, well, it's it's the Chinese market, isn't it? Yeah, uh, possibly somewhere in the Middle East, they'll go for that. Yeah, diamond encrusted, perhaps. No, it's it's just an ugly car. So ugly, it must have a photo. <laughs> I, it's it's kind of a bit like if someone to describe Iron Man down the phone. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's Iron Man, but the colours aren't quite right, are they? And the the grill's been sort of photocopied it's how they've got away with the copyright for Iron Man you see is by doing it in a subtly different colour in a subtly different way yeah I like the blue in the headlights that's nice but, but, but the, in, the whole of the rest of the car is awful I, throw I it away I keep that bit 70s tea trays that have been sort of uh, right <laughs> it, seems, it seems to be fitted with BMW lasers as well so presumably that's to get people out of the way if they're just just the blind the people who've just seen it <laughs> can you imagine that if, you're in the, if you were the BMW design right this bit here I like this yeah everything else yeah throw it away uh, well what we have managed to establish is that we can't leave anywhere without reviewing the car <laughs> but we are all agreed on one thing that is hideous got to walk through the car park yeah that was difficult enough getting you through that earlier oh hang on a second yeah this is true in the car park on the way in I saw a Fiat X19 I saw a Volvo 440 interesting cars and a Peugeot 205 GTI these are people that care about cars these are people that have come here to to look at them this is the society of motor manufacturers and traders and it is the press the motoring journos of which you know and love and some that you don't know and love some that you just don't love no offense I'm I'm, I'm I say no offense I'm offended by this this is UK motor talk this is <laughs> and, um, and we are equally offensive to anybody and everybody we are indeed I didn't look at the bluebird I'm so gutted about that I really really wanted to look at that I'm looking at it now this is something else oh look at this I do like this this is an, a Nissan bluebird with an electric lump in it and it's it's gloriously 80s and apart from a wild paint job gloriously standard um, on the outside at least it's obviously got EV driving tech oh that's cool look at that I love the fact it, uh, it smells like the 80s inside it, this is gloriously 80s look at this fantastic I used to do company car rallies in one of these I had one as a company car for two or three years Nearly, nearly put it through a fence one night when the brakes failed because they were so overheated. Mid midnight rallies, great fun. <laughs> in somebody else's car. What an amazingly cool thing. Always like the vents on the back windows, this. Anyway, I suppose we should probably say goodbye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us and joining us. And we've had a cracking time here at the SMMT. We've, we've, we've had a wonderful day here. We've talked to everybody that we could think of. We've driven everything we could think of. We stayed pretty much within our overall theme, which was EVs from the smallest to the biggest. Uh, so it's, it's been an interesting day. Yeah. Graham's just, theme was EVs from the smallest to the biggest. Well, you drove some nice cars. <laughs> just, uh, just before we go, do you want to see if there's time to drive a Citroen C4? No! UK Motor Talk, a first take media production.